look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Um, you know, Faisal, uh, we often have Kelly Keen join us, uh, who's a personal finance educator. She also was also an author. I know she's got a book on the go right now, but I think it's nine to count. So a heck of an educational resource um, around fin- all things finances. But she has done a, uh, an article recently talking about um, the different experiences that men and women have in retirement. And there's some uh, facts, unsettling truths, I think she calls them, about those differences. And I think uh, it's worth exploring some of those differences. Do you, do you remember, Dave, about um, 10 years ago when you and I first met, I was, I was on the circuit doing some seminars and I was talking about uh, suddenly wealthy women yeah. and how some of the biggest risks that come up and, and uh, Patty Lovett Reed wrote a book called Surprise You're Wealthy and we, we used some of her, her information to go around uh, talking to people about um, how the difference between men and women in there as they approach yep. retirement, yep. living in retirement, things they need to be aware of. And I really like this article because it just breaks it down, you know, in some good points, uh, clear, an idea for people to understand what's what's happening. And, and it comes out of five major pieces. So I think we should kind of go through that sure. so people understand, especially women, what are the the headwinds, I call them, yep. risks maybe, uh, of, of the, the differences between women and men as they approach retirement. Happy New Year, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Faisal. Happy New Year to you both. Okay, so maybe just give us a high level, uh, a little bit about uh, what, you know, what makes the retirement experience different for men and women. Well, I mean, so many things. Women are uh, living longer. Unfortunately, there is still a pay gap in North America. So in Canada, women are earning around 82 cents for every dollar that men are in the U.S., that's around uh, 80 cents. So uh, it kind of depends on the year, too. Um, they're more likely to be caregivers, not just of kids, but of the parents, and yeah. not just her parents, but also um, her spouse's parents. They're more likely to work part-time, which means that they don't get a chance to have that, um, you know, robust CPP uh, entitlement at retirement. Maybe they don't have any benefits at all because they're working part-time. Um, so many things are facing women uh, today. And then, you know, a somewhat new stat that I know both of you would be familiar with is that it's estimated that at some point women will be controlling 90% of all of the wealth. Why is that? Because she lives longer. She's going to receive it from her husband. And Faisal, as you were saying on, you know, when you guys were doing your workshops and things of that sort, uh, it leaves her vulnerable. You know, if, if she's managing the money, um, I mean, assuming let's, let's take that side for a second, that actually um, she has this pot of money and she, she isn't destitute, as, as some women might be with those stats that I, and, and those, those points I just covered. Um, if she's not well-equipped, if she doesn't have a professional, she doesn't have someone on her side like a certified financial planner, someone she can trust, a team, lawyers, accountants, things of that sort, um, isn't aware of the basics. You guys were talking about me working on my newest book. One of the things I think is most important for Canadians to understand, especially women, what are the basics? Like, for example, what's a GIC at a bank paying? 
And if you understand that, if someone's coming to you saying, hey, I can guarantee you 10%, now you can understand what a red flag is. Like, things aren't common sense unless we understand the basics. So that, that's certainly one of my biggest worries for women is that, that she not only have enough for retirement, but if she's lucky enough to have enough, um, if she, um, you know, is faced with a divorce, uh, the death of a spouse, or maybe the sale of a business, that she understands those basics so she doesn't get defrauded. You know, Kelly, one thing that I did with uh, uh, quite a bit of women that I've been working with that who I've gone through either their their spouse passed away or they've gone through divorce is trying to make them understand um, what they're up against, what the, the headwinds in their in their life are. And, and I draw a little bit of a timeline. I say, okay, this is when you were born, put on the far left side of that line. And, you know, you're you're, you're, you're growing up and you're starting to you know, make your paycheck or what have you. How, how much of your years were you actually earning income? And they start to shade out the areas of when they were raising children. They start shading out the areas of time when they had to take care of their, their loved ones who may be their parents or their in-laws. They, they start shading out the, the period of when they're going to be retired. And they see very little light left in that, yeah. in that spectrum for the amount of time they can actually generate income, save for the future, and then many of those who had defined benefit pension plans do not have the same opportunity as men, for example, because they've been out of the workforce, so the calculation on how much income they receive is a lot less, and now they're starting to see the headwinds of what they need to do, what kind of returns they need in their portfolio, what kind of risk comes along with that. And, and it, it kind of gives them an out, outline of what the, what the opportunities and the risks are, headwinds in the future. When you've gone through all the research that you have, what do you see as the, probably the biggest risk that women have going forward with all, the, all that's in front of them when it comes for their retirement? Wow, that's a loaded question. And I, I love <laughs> your analogy of shading things out. I bet that becomes very shockingly clear to the people that you're showing that to, the women that you're showing that to, of what's left. And, you know, Faisal and Dave, there's kind of two camps and, and a lot of white papers and research that I've been, been really digging into. Um, you know, Barbara Stewart is one, and she's, she's a CFA, and if you read her white paper, she, she feels women are really stepping to the plate. They're taking on enough risk. She doesn't feel they're risk-adverse. Um, but I wonder if the women that she is interviewing are kind of more working-aged, um, you know, breadwinners, things of that sort. Because my anecdotal research of, of, of looking at, you know, talking to women across Canada um, is that the average woman is still risk-adverse. Is she still is not as comfortable as she could be um, getting into the market. She's maybe even a little shy about going and getting professional help. Maybe she's been a little bit burned in the past. Um, well, it exposes you to be vulnerable, though, Kelly, right? If you're asking for help, you're now vulnerable to to, have, to ask for that. And, and that may not be something that people are comfortable to asking for help. It's kind of like me asking for directions to when I'm driving. It's very difficult for me to do that. I don't even look my GPS. I just guess. <laughs> yes, gentlemen, in asking for driving directions, indeed. Uh, women, we do like to ask for things. Um, and if I can plug a little bit, the Financial Planning Standards Council, we have a website called financialplanningforcanadians.ca where it's a nonprofit organization. And we actually have uh, some great videos on there specifically for for women on questions to ask before you invest, questions to ask the professional you're sitting in front of. Um, 
because it really is finding that right fit. I mean, the industry is diverse, just as if you're going to see a doctor. I mean, you might see one doctor, and, and it's not the right fit for you, and you go, ah, forget it. I'm not going to get help. And I think that is the biggest issue that women face is, like you said, you know, what kind of return does she need? Well, that comes with that risk. And understanding what that means, what that means for the long term, and then also understanding maybe some compromises she has to make. There's this one woman I was talking to, so interesting, and she's in her 70s, and she was telling me that she really sat down with a girlfriend of hers, not not a partner, just a friend, and said, look, we're both in the same boat. We both, they both had divorces. Uh, they're both strapped financially. Their kids have moved off, and they've decided to buy a condo together. They went to a certified financial planner. They sat down. They crunched the numbers. They sat down with a lawyer, and that was what made most sense to them. And also socially, it also is this social experiment that they're going to report back to me on how, um, you know, loneliness is one of the biggest things affecting, uh, you know, older people, regardless of, of, their, of their, you know, their net worth. Um, so there's, there's so many things that are, that are at play when a woman is, is looking into her retirement, for sure. Well, uh, you know, I think you've touched on a, a, a ton of good points. Uh, are you going to give us a bit of a preview of your next book, by the way? Sure. Um, it, it kind of, it's funny because book number 10 is circling back to book number one. So it's really as a non-psychologist that was in the industry for 12 years and now for the last 13 years has been out of the industry, but talking to thousands of people um, around North America, comes back to how do we feel about money? And if you go on my badly branded website, <laughs> you'll see that my mission is for Canadians to feel good about money. And I've had a lot of arguments with uh, my spouse, with other people about that. Like, what do you mean? Why should people feel good about money? And it's, it's really this internal game. And especially if we look at, you know, we break it down demographically, you guys are in the field. You know when you're mm-hmm. talking to someone, if it's a woman or a man, when you're talking to someone in their 70s, if you're talking to a millennial, a Gen Xer, and now what's the new generation? I think Generation Z or something like that. And they're kind of like now like the Great Depression kids because they saw their parents go through market crashes. They're coming out with record student loan debt and all of that. So it's really, you know, having that relationship of feeling good. And, again, the Financial Planning Standards Council has done a lot of research on self-efficacy, which sounds like a complicated term, but it's really – feeling that if you do X, Y, and Z, it's actually going to help you. And I think when Canadians look at how much debt they're in, uh, half of Canadians are $200 away from paying their bills. A record number of people are going to retirement in debt. They don't feel good about money. And if you don't feel good, you don't take action. You don't go and get help. You don't come to your seminars. You don't read books. So um, it's all about how do I um, take the best of what's out there with behavioral economics and the new research with how our brain is set for instant gratification (laughs) and not actually safe for retirement. Um, How do we set up nudges, automation, all of that, and feel good about money and take uh, take action when it comes to not just now, but also for our, our retirement? Sounds excellent. I mean, this kind of education, I think, is critical and important, and you've been a big part of that. You put out a lot of material on this, Kelly. We want to thank you for joining us again on the show. Thanks, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. 
All right. We've been joined by Kelly Keene, a personal finance educator, clearly an author, uh, nine books and counting, uh, and her new book out. Uh, well, we'll get a copy of it, uh, I hope, when it comes out. Now, we've got a, uh, an educational seminar coming up on uh, January 23rd, the first of the season. Let's yeah. remind everybody about that. Yeah, that's going to be on January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. And we're going to be discussing the transition to retirement. What are the risks? How do you how do you maximize profit while minimizing risk, which is a very challenging thing to do in, in this type of market. And more importantly, how do you actually, actually make sure you have the, the income, the cash flow for your life in retirement? Again, on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat, so give us a call. 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. You ever wondered about whether or not you should be taking money out of your RSPs early? Yeah, we get that question all the time. We get that question all the time. Let's try to address that after the break. Stick around. You're on 770 CHQR and more than money. David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. 